It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome into tonight's postgame presented by AAA Insurance live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. The Golden Knights drop this game 4-3 to three to the Minnesota Wild. Let's head back and bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, to, to break this one down. And, and Dan, you and Gary kind of alluded to it, but uh, the bottom six production or really lack thereof for the Golden Knights, it shows up in these games where you're not really getting that offensive production from your top six. You need a little bit more there. How do you go about getting it for Vegas? Yeah, that is the question for the Knights. And, you know, it's not like we've ignored it. It has been something that has been discussed through the first eight weeks of this season and now 23 games that that bottom six, if you put it in air quotes, has not produced. And it can be glossed over when the team is winning. Now all of a sudden when the team is losing and they're not losing, you know, the game's high scoring, Uh, you know, obviously got shut out. They were held off the board until the final minutes today with the exception of Dylan Coglin, who had never scored before. You know, if you get three goals from Dylan Coglin, like on a regular basis, that's, that'll work. But, um, no, it, it, it's quite clear. Even, you know, sure, you're not expecting Reeves, Nosa, Carrier, those guys, uh, Colasar, Wah. You're not expecting a ton of production from those guys, but you're expecting more than this, right? You look at their numbers yeah. last year, the year before, and – they're doing more than they're doing right now, and it's not just one of them or two of them. It's all of them. And even Cody Glass, I think we would have expected more even strength production from Cody, and uh, there are times when Glass looks like an elite talent, and there are other times where he looks like he's overmatched in this league. And I'm not sure if there is a solution. I think some of us thought that Cody could be a center with Pacioretty and Stone on that line. Um, put an up-and-coming first-round type of cerebral player with perhaps the top two offensive threats for the Knights in Pacioretty and Stone. But we know Chandler Stevenson has been a terrific fit there. And Stevenson has earned that spot. And when he has been there, he has produced. At other times in his Golden Knights career, when not on the top line, Stevenson simply has not been as good. So you're reticent to pull him out of there just to try to get Cody Glass going. Marcia So Carlson and Smith are always terrific. Um, but really, there, there are more questions than answers when the Knights are struggling to score. And as good as Kapo Kakinen was the other day, you know, and today he was good too, but I, I'm not sure that the Knights challenged him near as much as they would like. Are the Blues going to prove an easier team to get scoring chances created? I don't know. But uh, clearly, Minnesota is not going anywhere in the West Division standings. Yeah, I guess I guess that kind of leads me into my next question. When it comes to the schedule, at least through this stretch for the Golden Knights, it has been a lot of hockey in a condensed period against really good teams. The schedule isn't helping out the Golden Knights any through this stretch. No, and it, this is the first real extended road trip that they've had. You know, two in San Jose, two in Minnesota, two in St. Louis, and now they're two-thirds of the way through it. They haven't had that. You know, most of their schedule has been at home. They've taken advantage of that. But you look on the other side of the coin for, like, say, the Sharks, who didn't play at home at all for a while, and they struggled. Now the calling there is to, hey, we're at home now. Let's take advantage. And for Minnesota, similarly, not quite as 
dramatic as San Jose, but the bulk of their games had been on the road. Mentioned that they had 14 road games, and now with today, 10 at home. Now they're they're at home now seven and three, and on the road they're eight five and one. The St. Louis Blues are going to be the home team, and uh, <laughs> it's a Friday Saturday, and the Blues will be home, and they'll have additional rest. Mentioned they didn't play today. And while uh, the Knights with this condensed schedule, sure, everybody's playing a condensed schedule, but the Knights had a couple of COVID-related pauses in there yep. that might have allowed them to uh, you know, rest up here or there. Flurry in the midst of that 10-game consecutive played stretch, there were days, days off. Well, that's not going to happen now. So not only this weekend with the Blues in St. Louis, but then you look at the, the following week when the Knights are back home for the Sharks and what that looks like. Similar to how Minnesota struggled at the end of their trip, you wonder if the Knights can uh, kind of hang on here, find some points in St. Louis before they can return to the friendly confines of the Fortress. All right, as always, Dan, thank you so much for joining us here on the post-game show, and we will talk to you on Friday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. Golden Knights drop this one four to three to the Minnesota Wild. And, you know, we'll hang here for a second just so that we can uh, get Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's loss. And, you know, I, I look at this game and I start to wonder aloud about the Golden Knights and the depth because it hasn't been there over the course of the last few games. And when you are playing this condensed of a schedule, you're going to need different guys to step up and be the hero. Tonight for the Golden Knights, it very well could have been Dylan Coughlin. It was just too little too late. The Golden Knights push came too late into that third period, and unfortunately, it comes up just short. And that's a tough pill to swallow but it's the reality of the situation. Let's head to Minnesota, bring in Pete DeBoer as he addresses to the media after tonight's game. Hey, ben. Hey, Pete. Mark Stone just said the execution wasn't there tonight. I guess what did you see in tonight's game? Yeah, same thing. You know, um, you know, and, and still it's a 1-1 game going into the third period. You know, we still have a chance to win and get points and uh, – you know, we uh, we self-destruct. Uh, you know, take a take a penalty, give up a power play goal. You know, and then and then push and give up. Uh, you know, another odd man goal. So, um, you know, un unfortunate. I think uh, execution wasn't great. Uh, I think uh, you know they play well defensively. You got to work for your goals, and through the first 40 minutes, I don't think we did enough. Uh, that way and you know but still uh, the disappointing part for me is it's still a winnable game going into the third with 20 minutes to play and uh, you know we didn't we didn't uh, uh, bring it in the third and that, that's the disappointing part Until next question next question for Pete comes from Justin Emerson Las Vegas son hey Justin hey Pete was was pulling flurry about getting him rest ahead of the weekend or was it to try to energize the skaters on the team or maybe a combination of the two? Strictly, strictly looking at the fact we have, you know, an, another two more games, Friday, Saturday. He's played a lot of hockey. Uh, it was a chance to get, uh, you know, a uh, young guy uh, in the game. So if he does get a start down the road, you know, it's not going to be all brand new for him. But, 
the the underlying uh, motivation was just to get flour, you know, ten minutes less less hockey and 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 a few less shots going into the weekend. Next question comes from Jesse Granger, the Athletic. Jesse. Hey Pete, you you pulled a goalie for the extra attacker um, on the four on four, and it, it obviously worked. I'm wondering, um, is that something you do regularly, or is that just about the the game just wasn't able to create offense and just looking for something? Well, you know, the four on four gives you a unique a unique opportunity um, to create a power play basically uh, with the goalie out. So, um, you know, th those situations don't uh, don't. Uh, show up very often uh you know especially with the timing of the game and and you know how far behind we were obviously if we're down by a goal you probably wouldn't consider doing that but uh we really had nothing to lose at that point and, and an opportunity to uh you know to get on the you know a, a short power play there and uh you know it was it was uh Interesting because we actually, you know, got the goalie back in the net on the fly. I haven't, I haven't changed a goalie on the fly like that. I think ever, you know, when when we have done that before. Next question for Pete goes to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, Pete. Can you just touch on Dylan Coughlin's effort tonight? Maybe what you saw, especially after the first goal, uh, just to, if that elevated his play a little bit. Yeah, you know, Cogs has got those offensive instincts. Um, you know, we've got tough lineup decisions to make here, but uh, going into tonight, we wanted him in the lineup for exactly the reason that you saw. You know, he has the ability to to uh, to create offense back there. He's done it his whole life. So, um, you know, I, I thought, uh, you know, he came and did a great job. Really happy for him. Uh, you know, wish wish he would remember his first NHL hat trick with a with a win too. I'm sure he would enjoy it a little bit more. That'll conclude tonight's availability. Thanks, Pete. It was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We've got much more to get to here on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. And welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. The Golden Knights drop this one 4-3 to the Minnesota Wild, 16-6-1 on the season through 23 games for the Golden Knights. We look at this game, and it started... Uh, on a bad turnover by Shea Theodore, he passes the puck essentially to Joel Eriksson Eck right in the slot. Eriksson Eck scores unassisted at 19 seconds of the first period to make it one to nothing Minnesota. Though, and you like to see this, the Golden Knights answer quickly as Dylan Coughlin would score his first career NHL goal. Oh, it's out in front. Why? Trying to slam it home. Coughlin follows up and he scores! Dylan Coughlin, his first goal, and the game is tied at one. That's Dylan Coughlin from Nick Watt, 142 of the first period to make it one to one, and it's a smart, patient play by Coughlin as he 
doesn't just unload a big slap shot. He doesn't hurry anything. He has some poise in the slot and picks his spot. Marc-Andre Fleury, also in the first period, would make a fantastic glove save. It's now back of the trap. Another shot save with the glove. Sturm put it toward the top right corner, and Fleury flashing his mitt. Wow. So we'd head to the second period, tied up one-to-one. And in the second period, it was Marc-Andre Fleury once again with a glove save, our AAA insurance save of the game. Sends a blind pass to the slot, easily picked off. Kaprizov ahead. Zuccarello shoots. Glove save! Fleury stops Zuccarello on the breakaway. Wow. Second impressive glove save today. That's the best one. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So we would head to the third period, still tied up 1-1. to It appeared that this game was going to be a 2-1 to grinder. And then the Minnesota Wild came out and really took control. The first goal of the period, a power play goal from Kirill Kaprizov. Five out of Minnesota's 20 shots today have been power play shots. There's another one saved, rebound, score! Kaprizov, power play goal, and it's 2-1 to one, Minnesota. That's Kaprizov from Zuccarello and Bukestad at 118 of the third period to make it 2-1 Minnesota. The Wild, not done, would add to the lead with Joel Eriksson-Eck picking up his second of the game. Theodore and Martinez defending. Greenway is in. Needs the middle of the shot. Save Flurry. Rebound. Score! Flurry had made the save. Thought he had it secure. He was looking around. The referee did not blow the whistle. And then it was jammed home. That's Erickson Eck from Jordan Greenway and Marcus Felino at 5.54 the third period to make it 3-1 Minnesota. And when it rains, it pours. Carson Soucy would appear to put the game away early in the third. Sturm comes in, right wing shot, Soucy scores. Carson Soucy makes it 4-1. That's Soucy from Nico Sturm and Kyle Rao at 7.41 of the third period to make it 4-1 Minnesota. Then there were some coincidental minors, four-on-four hockey, and Pete DeBoer got a little creative with his goaltender. He, of course, pulls Marc-Andre Fleury after the fourth goal of the game, gets Logan Thompson in, and there was a goalie change on the fly. That was really fun. But it was also Dylan Coughlin coming through again for the Golden Knights. Stevenson, a little misdirection there, sets up Martinez. Coughlin shooting! He scores! Dylan Coughlin, his second goal in his... 12th game, and he's got two today. Knights now trail 4-2. to two. That's Dylan Coughlin from Alec Martinez and Chandler Stevenson at 14 minutes of the third period to make it 4-2 to two, Minnesota. Coughlin, who earlier in the night picked up his first career NHL goal, then his second career NHL goal, would score his first career NHL hat trick, cutting the wild lead to one. Sixth attacker is on for the Knights, 2-12 to go. Coglin scores! Coglin with a hat trick! His first three NHL goals come in the same game. 2-10 to go, and the Knights trail 4-3. 
That was Dylan Coughlin, his third of the game, his first career NHL hat trick from Shea Theodore and Mark Stone at 17.50 of the third period to make it 4-3, to three, and that is a, a vintage, what will be known as a vintage Dylan Coughlin goal, a slap shot from the point that is just an absolute rocket. The Golden Knights, within one, would push and push hard, but would come up just a little short. Now it's booted out of the zone. Theodore will play with six seconds. They've got to hurry. Four seconds. Up the left side, a missed pass. Down it goes. Clock runs out. The game is over. Minnesota holds on. Final score. Wild four. Golden Knights three. Four to three, the final. The Minnesota Wild beat the Vegas Golden Knights. Couple things to note here. The first time this season that the Golden Knights have been swept in a two-game series. And then you think back to the last time the Golden Knights lost two games in a row. It was to the Colorado Avalanche. It was game two and three of a four-game set between those two teams. The Golden Knights, how did they respond in that situation? Well, they went back to the well and won six games in a row. So... You know, you, you draw from that. You try to look at some of the positives. We heard from Pete DeBoer, uh, self-destruct execution wasn't great. When you look at the Minnesota Wild, they defend well, and you got to work hard for your goals. Didn't do a good enough job of that in the first two periods. A pretty, a pretty honest assessment from from Pete DeBoer of his team in this game. How are the Golden Knights going to respond Friday and Saturday in St. Louis? That'll be interesting and something we find out. Triple A Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today four to three the final the minnesota wild handle the vegas golden knights triple a insurance post game show live from the golden circle sports book and bar uh you know you look at this game and it's a missed opportunity for the golden knights and i say missed opportunity because while the execution wasn't there through the first 40 minutes of the game and and granted first period the Golden Knights' defense was a bit of an adventure. Like, first shift of the game, Shea Theodore, that turnover, that one hurts. Golden Knights had four giveaways in the first period. They cut down on that in the second period, but instead of giving the puck away, the Golden Knights were giving away breakaways. Marc-Andre Fleury played incredibly well in the second period. In the third period, it just the, the rails kind of come off a little bit, and, you know... You give the Minnesota Wild enough power play opportunities, eventually, eventually a puck's going to go in, and that's kind of what happened to the Golden Knights to start the third period, and, and then it was just momentum. And, and we saw that a week ago with the Minnesota Wild where they've got the ability 
to put the puck in the back of the net quickly. And I think the Golden Knights just kind of pushed around in that third period. And, you know, as Pete DeBoer talked about, execution wasn't there. It's still a winnable game. You still go into the third period tied one-to-one. Like, this is a game that if you're the Golden Knights, you look at you think got away from you, even if you didn't play your best. Because throughout this season, the Golden Knights have been able to win games where the execution wasn't there. They'd been able to win games by coming from behind, getting back, finding ways to win. Wasn't the case tonight. Post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And, uh, you know, Alex Petrangelo back in Vegas getting evaluated. How long will Petrangelo be out? I don't know. We'll see. Robin Leonard, conditioning stint with the Henderson Silver Knights. I think you look at this game, and though he gave up four goals, I don't know that you pin this on Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, not when, you know, we, we have, what is it, 10 highlights in this game, two of which are Marc-Andre Fleury exceptional glove saves just to keep this game one-to-one, just to keep the Golden Knights in it. Like, you don't pin this one on Marc-Andre Fleury. You hear from Pete DeBoer after the game saying this is simply about saving 10 minutes of wear and tear on Marc-Andre. You know, it would have been a great story if the Golden Knights were able to come back. It would have been a great story if they were able to find a way to win. But you don't pin this one on Marc-Andre Fleury. Though that being said, he has played a lot of hockey. He's 36 years old. I think you need to find a way to spot him some rest. And that conditioning stint for Robin Leonard cannot come soon enough because you need two goaltenders. The way the schedule is breaking right now for the Golden Knights, you need two goalies. And we'll get into that in the extended postgame show. But this is the sixth game that the Golden Knights have played in 10 games, in 10 days. Six and 10, that's a lot of hockey. And Mark Andre's played the majority of it. So we're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. See the Golden Knights lose two in a row to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the, I mean, the good news about this game, if there is a silver lining, if there is good news, um, is that it was entertaining in the third period. And Dylan Coughlin scored a hat-trick for the Golden Knights. Like, listen, I'm fully aware that when you say something's going to happen every single time and then it finally comes true that you don't really get the opportunity to gloat. Like, I'm not going to gloat. The Golden Knights lost 4-3. to three. But I will say this, and this is the only thing I'm going to say. After Dylan Coughlin scored his first goal in this game, in the first intermission, I said, I don't think he's done tonight. That's the first time I said that, and it came true, so I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. 
Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows, and it was a disastrous start for the Golden Knights. A turnover by Shea Theodore. Joel Eriksson-Eck opens up the scoring. The Golden Knights answer right back Dylan Coughlin, and then it's a bit of a stalemate, a bit of low-event hockey, really not much going on until the third period, and then the Wild, who could not score on the power play, literally could not score on the power play. That is just their sixth power play goal of the year, just their second power play goal at home they were 0 for 20 in their last 20 opportunities before Kirill Kaprizov finally breaks through on the power play for the Minnesota Wild and then it was essentially six minutes of hockey in which the Golden Knights didn't defend particularly well they didn't track pucks they didn't win puck battles and then that two to one lead expanded to a four to one lead and then dylan coglin comes through with a couple more goals his first career nhl hat trick unfortunately in a losing effort that's going to do it for us here on the AAA insurance post game show extended post game show is next right here on the vegas golden knights radio network presented by dollar loan center Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Golden Knights drop this game 4-3 to the Minnesota Wilds. I guess you could say it was Minnesota 4, Dylan Coughlin 3, if you prefer to look at it that way. Dylan Coughlin picks up his first career goal, then his first career NHL hat trick, and it's in a losing effort. It's tough to have that much of your memories just kind of, I don't want to say taken away, but you can't really enjoy that. Like, you're Dylan Coughlin. You can't really enjoy this. It's unfortunate. It's a bit of a bummer. But listen, I'm not saying I called it. And I'm going to gloat for a second. Then we'll open up the phone. 702-876-1340 is the number if you want to join us. I, I'm fully aware. I am a self-aware human. I'm fully aware that when you say something's going to happen every single time there's an opportunity for it to happen and then it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen and then it does happen like taking credit for that's ridiculous i'm fully aware of that i've done it before i'm going to do it again i'm very much aware that being said i'm going to point you back to the first intermission if you're with us tonight first intermission I said Dylan Coughlin getting to play with Braden McNabb, he's not done tonight. Gets the first goal, he's not done tonight. Boy, was I right. Boy, was I right. So that being said, 
We have to talk about the Golden Knights. They've dropped two in a row for the first time in terms of a sweep. First time they've been swept this season. They did drop two in a row to Colorado, but it wasn't a sweep. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Terry, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing I'm doing good. Um hey, I love the coverage, man. The both, you know, the post-game show, the extra, I love the coverage. Um Here's some random thoughts about this game. Um, the ending was really exciting. It was thrilling. It just wasn't the right result, obviously. Um, you know, and also, man, it was a heartbreaker because it was like, oh, man, just couldn't get that one to send it to overtime, you know? I was like, ah. Oh. But also I want to say uh, congratulations to Dylan Coughlin on the hat trick. Also congratulations to Logan Thompson making his NHL debut. I think he, you know, he, he did all right. He didn't really get much action or anything. But also what I really want to say is, um, you know, like what you were saying, you know, this loss isn't really pinned on uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. He had some really incredible saves tonight. And I just really felt like um, after getting shut out the other night, this would be a breakout night. I mean, I would, you know, I would have thought if someone's going to score a hat trick, we'd come up with like five, well, you know, Knights would come up with like five, six goals tonight. And I was like, I, you know, this kind of reminded me of last year's playoffs somewhat. You know, this series, these two games where Flurry stepped up pretty much. The goaltending was good, but there just wasn't quite enough scoring. And obviously there wasn't enough scoring or we would have been on the other side of this thing. Um, that's pretty much about all my thoughts. Hopefully we could get them in St. Louis and maybe learn from this and move on. And, you know, hopefully some players will step up and do a little better you know, on the offensive end. Um, it's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, have a good night. Go Knights. All right, Terry, thanks as always for the call. Yeah, I, I mean, you, it, it's tough, right? Like, I, I understand the the thought process of, of looking at these two games and, and reminding yourself of what the issue was for the Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final where they just could not find ways to put the puck in the back of the net. However... And in this game, you see at least a little bit more in terms of progression there. The Golden Knights were still able, even though this was a game that didn't look like they were going to score much, still found a way to get three. And whether or not you want to chalk that up to pressing, whether or not you want to chalk that up to, well, I mean, of course, they had to do something. They had to find some way to get back in this game. Like, that's fine, but they still found a way to put three goals in. And most nights... In the NHL, that's going to be enough. But, you know, for me, I think the bigger issue is the Golden Knights are a team that typically defend well. And so in this game, it was very different ways in which the defense let them down. In the first period, it was just mismanaging the puck. It was turning pucks over. It was giving pucks away. I mean, Shea Theodore essentially assisted on Joel Erickson X's first goal of the game. In the second period, it was loosey-goosey in their coverage in the neutral zone allowing breakaways. And, and in the third period, it just wasn't winning the battles in front of Marc-Andre Fleury. Joel Erickson X's second goal shouldn't happen because there should be two Golden Knights converging on him before he even gets to Marc-Andre Fleury. And it didn't happen. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. Stephanie, how you doing? Yeah, doing better, but, yeah. you know, I, I don't get to watch 
sorry. I don't get to watch a lot of the games, and uh, I caught the third period um, of this one. And I don't know if this is, like, normal, but it looked like so many of the passes were, like, sloppy and going into skates instead of going into sticks. I, I don't know. It just, even though they ended up putting up the goals in there and almost coming back, it, it looked so sloppy. And I don't know if maybe it's just, I'm not used to watching it. I'm just used to listening to Dan and Gary or if it was a sloppy game. Yeah, it, it wasn't particularly clean. I mean, there were op- opportunities that the Golden Knights had late, and I think a lot of it was desperation. But, you know, passes just kind of weren't as crisp. It, it, you heard Pete DeBoer after the game talk about it, Mark Stone after the game talk about it. Execution just wasn't there. And when you can't string together two, three, four passes, it becomes really difficult to get those grade-A scoring chances. Yeah, and, you know, I will say, though, one of the positives coming out of this game is that they came back and they did not give up when they could have when they were down 4-1 to one and almost came back. So it is good to see that they bothered to put in the last, you know, 10 minutes of that period or so. Like, you know, at least they didn't just kind of give up and roll over. Like, it, they, they, they fought for it. Yeah, no, 100%. And, Stephanie, thanks for the call. Like, this is something you want to see from the Golden Knights. You, you certainly don't want them to, to, to be down 4-1 to one in the third period with about 12 and a half minutes left and just say, nah, it's over. Eh, it's okay. We'll just we'll, uh, we'll pack up. We'll, get, we'll head to St. Louis, and we'll figure it out on Friday. They tried. They were close just wasn't enough this time and and that's not a recipe for success the golden knights they've been able to get away with it so far this season coming back late finding ways to win games it just didn't work out tonight and that's one of the main stories we're back with more on the extended post game show next this is fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar 4-3, the final. The Minnesota Wilds sweep the Vegas Golden Knights. First time this season the Golden Knights have been swept in a two-game series. Although the last time the Golden Knights dropped two games in the regular season to Colorado, they responded with a six-game winning streak. So how do the Golden Knights come out of this one? I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. This is a, a moment in in time where there's a lot on the line for Vegas. And, you know, we'll, we'll sit here and, and I'll pose a question for those of you that would like to call in. 702-876-1340 is the number. And it's early, it's only 7.30, and the Golden Knights lost, so the phone line should be lighting up. 702-876-1340, I'm not going to bite. But here's the question, because like, we look at the Golden Knights, and I don't think that there's any, like, I don't think that there's any question about how dominant their top six can be. But you're not going to get production night in and night out every single game from your top six. There will be games in which they will not score. 
and great teams have depth that comes through and finds ways. So the question that I have, because we've talked about it, and it's easier to brush it aside. We talked to Dan Duva after the game. It's easier to brush this aside when you're winning. It's a lot harder to brush it aside when you're losing or when you've lost two in a row and you've gotten zero production from your third line and zero production from your fourth line. And while I fully understand, like, well, I fully understand you don't rely on your fourth line to score goals. You'd at least like a goal or two. Like Tomas Nosek scored on his first shift of the year. Hasn't scored since. Ryan Reeves, no goals. Will Carrier, no goals. King Colazar, no goals. So my question is, how would you get more out of the Golden Knights' bottom six? 702-876-1340 is the number. How would you go about getting more out of your third line and your fourth line? Because for a while, Alex Tuck was scoring a ton of goals, and you kind of like, you just kind of forget about the fact that you're not getting much at five on five from Cody Glass. Goals on the power play, that's great, but you need more five on five. You need to create matchup nightmares for other teams. You need to find ways to get that favorable matchup with your third and your fourth line. And so for me, like I, I look at this and I say, the Golden Knights have enough talent to have three incredibly strong lines. Now, Dan thought out loud, and, and it was interesting. When, when you talk about Chandler Stevenson and how well he is fit in with Pacioretty and Stone, you don't really want to break that up. But you also think about Cody Glass, and you think about how Cody Glass might be able to produce more at 5-on-5 five five if he's playing with Pacioretty and Stone. Do you look to shake that up? to see if there's a different combination that can give you a more balanced top nine. Like we saw the Golden Knights kind of go to that in response to losing two games against the Colorado Avalanche. And it worked for a couple of games, but didn't really stick beyond that. And if you were to do that, what then becomes the role of your fourth line? Because I think the argument at least from my point of view, was make, them a, make the fourth line a specialist. And, and I understand you want energy, and I understand you want to go out, you want to find big hits, and, and you want to play down low and, and do that. That's perfectly fine. But at the same time, defend incredibly well. Become a true checking line. Become a shutdown line that you can throw over the boards in any situation. And that's the key part there. Any situation. Knowing that if you don't, get, if you don't start with the puck, you're going to get it back. And you're going to get it out. And you're going to defend incredibly well. Could you do that? Absolutely. Is it time that Pete DeBoer starts to tinker with that a little bit? Yeah. You want to know why? Because he did. Tonight. Pete DeBoer scratched Will Carrier. And... My, my thought process in, in viewing the scratch of Will Carrier is this. I think Pete DeBoer is at a point 
this season where he needs to figure out the winning combination for the fourth line. 23 games in, next to zero production. You've got to change something. You have to figure out a different way of doing things. And so for me, I think it's musical chairs. Like I don't think anyone on the fourth line is in a position to expect to be in the lineup. I think you've got to rotate through these combinations until you find until you find a combination that works. And if you want to go to the AHL to look for it, by all means. Patrick Brown, Gage Quinney, Lucas Alvinas. I mean, there are plenty of guys that you can throw in just to see what you've got. Plenty of ways you can look to figure this out. And if I'm Pete DeBoer, and I know that Tomorrow I might get yelled at for advice, and I'm not giving advice so much, but I'm making a read on the situation. I think it's experimentation time for the Golden Knights in their fourth line to see if you can get something that's greater than what you've gotten already, and that's next to nothing. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. I'm a little bummed nobody called in. This was supposed to be your moment. Your time to shine. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us after the break. This is the extended postgame show of Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show. Fox Sports Las Vegas live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. It's uh, back-to-back losses for the Golden Knights against the Minnesota Wild. 702-876-1340 is the number. 16-6-1 is the record for the Golden Knights so far this season. And Dylan Coughlin gets his first career NHL goal, his first career NHL hat-trick in a losing effort. And that sucks. I mean, it's great for Dylan Coughlin for finding the back of the net. It's uh, it's tough that it comes in a loss. It it, it It takes a little bit away. Now, what are your thoughts on the Golden Knights as they head to St. Louis to play back-to-back? And I know a lot of people will, will say, why are you making excuses? To that I say I'm not making excuses. I'm simply stating facts. Tonight was the Golden Knights' sixth game in ten days. By the time they are done with their back-to-back set against the St. Louis Blues, they will have played eight games in 13 nights. That's a lot of hockey. It doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any easier. Their schedule is impossible this season. And a lot of it has to do, quite frankly, with the COVID shutdown earlier. 
you lost three games. You've got to find ways to, to sprinkle them in. An already condensed schedule is condensed even further. And it's not to suggest that other teams aren't going through this. Of course they are. But it does need to be taken into account that if you look at this game and you say, well, the Golden Knights didn't have urgency, which is a perfectly fair thing to say, I would argue it's probably difficult to have urgency at this stage, during this trip. And it's hard. It's like it's not easy. It's more difficult going out on the road. It's the first extended road trip. Like I know it sounds like I'm making excuses for the Golden Knights, especially when you see what they're able to do when that urgency comes in waves in the third period. But it's not always easy to manufacture that for 60 minutes. It's not always easy to manufacture that for 60 minutes in an empty building. And the Golden Knights just didn't, they, they couldn't find a way. If there's fans in the building, if this is at T-Mobile Arena, maybe it's a different outcome. Maybe the Golden Knights are able to, to ride that wave a little bit. Maybe they're able to, to kill the momentum that the Minnesota Wild had early on in that third period. But hey, the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights dropped this one for a lot of different reasons. I highlighted a lot of them. Depth scoring, not there. Alex Tuck had a great opportunity to tie this game late and, you know, on, on, with some back pressure, just isn't able to get that puck to go. If that goes and the Golden Knights win, it's a whole different, whole different conversation. Like, we're not even thinking about the process. We're just thinking about the results. But right now, for me, it's about defense. For me, it's about how do the Golden Knights shore up their defensive issues because it's not been particularly good over the course of the last couple of games. Especially in this game, it has been it was in the first period giveaways. In the second period, odd man rushes against. In the third period, just not being strong enough in front of your own net. And it was three separate defensive defensive tight breakdowns that allowed the Minnesota Wild to take this game over so you got to regroup and look ahead to friday and saturday against st louis how the golden knights respond after this two game losing streak will be interesting in telling about where this team is right now this season and who they are back to wrap it up next on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. We're wrapping it up here. The Golden Knights drop this game 4-3 to to the Minnesota Wild. It's a lot that we've talked about. Defensive deficiencies, lack of production from your bottom six, your depth players. Dylan Coughlin hat trick that yours truly called in the first intermission. Now, uh, listen, I didn't explicitly say Dylan Coughlin would have a hat trick in the game, but I did say that Dylan Coughlin would score more in the game, and he did. 
And that essentially means that I said Dylan Coughlin would score a hat trick. We all heard it. Everybody knows I was right. Right? If you disagree, you could always call in and tell me that I'm wrong. But the way that I'm going to remember tonight is the day that Ryan Wallace called a hat trick for Dylan Coughlin. And it came to be that good. Now, that being said, I'm sure no one really cares that much because the Golden Knights lost the game, and that's unfortunate. Although for Dylan Coughlin, while it's a little bit hampered by the fact that his team lost, it's still a hat trick in the NHL. It's a huge night for him, and the confidence that he's going to be playing with now is going to be off the charts. I'm incredibly excited to see how Dylan Coughlin kind of plays this into the future and gets his confidence. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for turning the knobs, keeping me on the air, and laughing every time I bring up Dylan Coughlin scoring a hat trick as if I did call that shot because I did, and he knows it, and he can't say anything about it. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. Thanks to you guys for listening and following along all night tonight. Uh, we will be back on Friday. 5 o'clock puck drop pregame at 4 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.